Um, you know what I learned this past year, 2020, and anytime you tell somebody that 2020 was great, they're like, you hear gasp, you know, but in 2020, I learned so much and I learned to have an attitude of gratitude. And so in everything that went on, instead of whining and complaining, I looked for, you know, that bright spot within. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Welcome to Second Win the Podcast. We are with Connie Durham today. Very excited to share her story. It's quite the story, quite the journey. She is Connie Durham of Connie's Clever Concepts and the creator of Communication Secrets for Couples. She is not only a mother of three, but a grandmother of seven. And she's been moving towards her second wind practically her whole life. Welcome, Connie. Thank you, Wendy. I'm so glad to be here. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time. And I know you texted me at 6.51 this morning telling me <laughs> that you were on your way to a meeting and uh, and to send the invite to a different address just in case. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she's a grandmother and she's going to a meeting at 6.51 in the morning. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, I'm a young grandmother with lots of energy. There you go. There you probably because you found your second win. So let's dive into that. And let's start with that famous first question. Tell us about what your clue was, your trigger, your aha moment to finding your second wind. Well, I realized in the middle of the journey that I had started on a journey and I recognized that, but my aha moment was I was going through a six month uh, mastermind and that I just finished this past December. And um, it was uh, with a lady named Lisa Sasevich. It was online and I had been uh, going through her trainings for six months and attending her masterminds. And we got a couple of coaching sessions, private coaching sessions. And during my second private coaching session, I, my uh, coach asked me, he said, we were trying to decide what my one thing was, my niche, because when you start into something, you really you really spread yourself out, especially creative people. You start doing this and this and this, and, and you love all of it. It's like, you know, wearing all different hats. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that you have to focus and do one thing. And so he asked me that question. He said, okay, Connie, well, after telling me all of this, which would, what would be your one thing? And, you know, there was silence because for me to pick one thing, one, just one thing. And so I was quiet. And then I realized, um, actually, he said it. He said, is there any reason that you wouldn't want to do, take your communication skills 
and do this with couples because of a whole story that I had just told him. And that's all I talked about. And because that's my original intention, but my original intention then spread and I began wanting to do many things with the communication skills. But when he asked me that, I was quiet because I knew when I committed, that would be it. And in the quiet moment, I said, yeah, I could do that. And so from that day, I started all of my focus and I had to take off some of those hats and throw them away. And I started my focus on my one thing, and that is to help couples learn to communicate better. So needed. So needed, especially in COVID. We'll get to that though, for sure. So let's figure out who Connie is. And you have quite an extensive background. And some of the things you told me, I was shocked. I had no idea. And that's what I love about this podcast is is finding out the fabric, you know, the threads that have woven the person that is now on the podcast that we are listening to. So let's go back, Connie. Take us back on who Connie Durham is. Well, I started dancing as a kid. And so I spent 20 years teaching ballet and jazz. I lived in California as a kid. So I also learned flamenco. I don't know if people know what that is with the castanets and that kind of thing. So I taught dance for 20 years, loved what I did. And in between that, I began a career as a consultant with Mary Kay Cosmetics. Now, As I started with Mary Kay, you know, I really didn't like sales and I don't like to be sold to and probably nobody does. And so I actually had a little challenge with that in the sales because I didn't like to be sold to. Well, I mean, let me ask you a question, Connie, real quick. So you're teaching dancing. So how does this even this opportunity of Mary Kay come to you when you don't even like sales? Well, my sister-in-law had began Mary Kay and she was telling another sister-in-law at a family event on Labor Day weekend uh, about her new business. And she didn't tell me about it because I had three little kids. I actually taught preschool at a church in the uh, each three days a week. And then I taught dance at night. I also did the kids choir at church. <laughs> so I was so busy. That she didn't even tell me or ask me anything. But she was telling my sister-in-law about that business. And I thought, wow. That would be so fun to make women feel good about themselves and to look pretty. And so honest to goodness, I started finding out a little bit more about it. And I said, Ooh, tell me more about those prizes. And so oh, the prizes that my, meaning the, meaning the prizes that Mary Kay gives you for. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know if everybody knows that they do that. Besides yeah, so, the well, so I drove a couple of their free cars, their uh, cars that they offer. And I have seven diamond rings that I won from the company. And wow. I honestly learned everything from that company uh, through leadership. Uh, I had 21 years of leadership and I've been with the company. I still sell a little bit of products, but my main focus is my new business now. But uh, 21 years of leadership and all of that has poured into what I'm doing now because right. I was actually very, I was very shy and I didn't like to ask people for anything. And so for a while that held me back because even though I'm super talkative, I wouldn't open my mouth. And if you don't open your mouth, nobody knows what you do, right? Right. So you're teaching dancing. You've okay. now decided I'm going to sell Mary Kay and, and bring us through that. Well, you know, so my early years in Mary Kay were really just the fun and the excitement of, of prizes, friends, people, meeting new customers. I did a lot of facials and double facials. And so I still have a lot of connections with those people now through the years because I continued you know, to service their uh, beauty needs during that. And so I did Mary Kay, like I said, 30 years. I can't believe it's been 30 years. And 21 years of that was uh, in leadership. And 
Several years before I stepped out of my sales director position with Mary Kay, um, I started on a new journey. I don't know if you want me to go there now, but I started on a new journey. And that was um, just kind of started in December of uh, 2018. I don't know. Do you want me to go there now or you want to know? Well, I want to make sure that we hit the, the, you're doing the Mary Kay. You're obviously doing well if you can get into the leadership director position. Were you still teaching dance? So I still taught dance until I made sales director. And then once I made sales director, I let it go. And I have to tell you, Wendy, I thought as I worked so hard to make sales director with Mary Kay, I I thought, oh, can I leave dance? I love teaching dance. And so the same thing happened when I left my, uh, my director position. Oh, can I leave my position with Mary Kay? I love all my friends, my customers. And I I had trouble leaving. So change is hard. It's like we become attached to things. And when it's time to move on, we fight it for a long time. And uh, change is hard. That's what you were saying. You were saying in a a couple of the incidences, which will go on different different pivots that you were taking in, in your path, that you were in this like muddy area of not letting go, but really excited to keep going with the new thing. And it would take some kind of act to get you to, to quit the thing that I don't know, looking back now was holding you back. Well, in 2004, I was a part of ABWA, American Business Women's Association, and Judy Souter with Competitive Edge, she was doing a class uh, talking about the communication styles. And those are actually DISC, D-I-S-N-C. And each one of those letters stands for uh, a communication style. Well, she had shared a little bit about that at ABWA. And then also we had used a little bit of that, the communication styles in our business as Mary Kay taught us how to communicate better with other people. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2004, I got a partial scholarship with ABWA. And so I went and took a week-long certification class with Judy. Now that's in 2004. Well, the more I learned about it, the more excited I was because I truly like to change people's lives. Everything that I learn, I want to pour into other people. And so I came home and I, I was talking to my husband and, you know, we're leaning across the uh, bed, like um, I'm, I'm, I'm always on my knees or hanging across something, you know, it's that old dance stuff. You know, you're, uh, I think dancers are a little different than regular people because we're real- <laughs> Agile, we sit in the floor, you know, we're all over the place. Anyway, so I was leaning across the bed and I was talking to him about the communication class I'd taken. And I was so excited about it, thinking about the things that I could do and how it could help families. And so honestly, early on, the idea of families was already in my heart and mind before, you know, I made that total decision to move into it. So sometimes we think of one thing, we get spread out into others, and then we come back to it. But I was very excited about that. And my husband, your husband, but wait, you said this, I think this is big. You said your husband said something to you after this conversation that kind of made you sit back and go, huh? Literally he did. And um, he's so supportive in everything I do. But he said to me, you know, honey, if you could get excited about as excited about your Mary Kay, which I really was, you know, if you could get as excited about your Mary Kay as you are about this communication thing, wow, you could really do great. But, you know, I really think that I was always held back, even though I did very good. I was always held back just a little bit by my Mm self-confidence and by my belief in myself. And a lot of times people don't realize that when they're talking to you or around you. But, you know, I just had this 
I had a problem with my self-esteem, my self-belief, and that holds you back in life. Why do you think that was, Connie? You know, I don't really know. I remember at one point my mom saying, Connie, I don't know why you're like, I never like to be in front of people. So I danced, I sang in chorus, and then I majored in voice in but college. But all those things are in front of people. That doesn't I was mean- always in front of people, but I hated to be in front of people. I didn't like to be in front of people and them looking at me. Is that weird or what? So um, That's a contradiction. It is. So all my life, I like to do things where I was in front, but I didn't like it. And I remember a a pastor's wife at a church that I was at at one point, she had asked me to do something. And I said, it was up in front of all the ladies at church. And also working with children is a nice confidence area. You know, if you work with kids, kids don't judge, you know, you don't mind working with children. But if she asked me to be up in front of, to do something for a a women's ministry and stand in front and kind of like a MC or that kind of thing. And I said, oh, I could do that if you really need me to, but I don't really like to be in front of people. And she said to me, what? You don't like to be in front of people? <laughs> you know, makes she, sense. <laughs> you're not up. I do not understand. <laughs> right. And so there's this, this thing in, in the uh, personality style here. It's like Twix and Twain, right? So sometimes we have that, a battle within ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you, I guess you recognize that. And then your husband said that about the Mary Kay versus the disc little seminar that you had just been on. So what happens next? You, you process well, what he's saying and what does that do? You know, I really think that day, whenever he said that, uh, the remember it's 2004, I thought, oh, that's true. And it kind of like my balloon deflated. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Your Mary Kay balloon? No, no, my, uh, my communication balloon deflated and I thought, and, and I did continue to use it in my business as a sales director. So I used it some and I used it on my kids. You mean the disc training? We all take assessments so they could learn, you know, the styles. And uh, so I used it, but I just didn't, you know, end up doing that as a business at that time. Oh, so you took what he said and tried to transfer the energy you had from the disc training to Mary Kay. Yeah. I mean, I used it because I'd already been doing that some. Mm-hmm. And so basically I kind of let go of the communication style and my excitement and want to share about, right. you know, I did use it in Mary Kay. So I did share with my consultants and that kind of thing, but I okay. kind of put it on a back burner. Okay. Okay. So then what, what happened next? Well, so I continued through life. My kids grew up and people got married. And when my kids got married, I began to realize that those communication skills were really a pretty handy thing. And I realized that we think that all families are just like us. And so, you know, if you have a a hectic family of of people who, I hate to say, you know, yell at each other and then you, you come out of that family and you yell at people because that's what your family did. If you come from a very quiet family where they're not real social, you may come out of that family and, and uh, live quietly. You may be kind of quiet in a group of people and you don't speak up. So we have a congenial family, I guess you would say. And so I learned as my kids got married that perspective, your past, how people treat each other, all of these different things, all families are different. And it was a major moment as I realized that. And I was able to use my communication skills to understand my family members and my new family members better. Now, sometimes there's challenges in life and it's not always communication, Mm -hmm. but 
you know, when you do understand the communication styles and how each one of us are so very different, then it helps you deal with things. You can deal with people better if you understand. Like, for instance, if you went into a store, if anybody's ever been in a store and you're up at a counter and there's a line of four or five people and we have to wait patiently, but we're always in a hurry, right? Mm -hmm. Well, people handle that all differently. One person may holler and yell at the cashier or the person behind the counter. And like, for me, I would be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they're doing that. You know, um, if it was a family member, I would croak. I, could, I would really be embarrassed. But you know, what happens is that's people's personality styles. And some people don't handle frustration as well as others. And we all handle things differently. But um, anyway, so as my kids got married, they all got married within 18 months. So I had three kids. There's five years from my youngest to my oldest. I have boys on the end and girl in the middle. And all three of them got married at once. And so I, anyway, I was able to use those communication skills in that and in understanding, you know, different situations. Were you finding yourself like after they got married, were you using these skills? Like my daughter will come home and, and, and say, oh, I don't understand why he said this or did this or, you know, whatever. Were you using those skills to help them navigate their new relationship? Yes, I was able to help. Oh, uh, I like to dissolve conflict. <laughs> conflict. Yes. Healthily, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So you are, so you're using this thing. So uh, everybody gets married. Then what? Well, you know, the years went on, grandkids started coming along and what are you doing during this time? During that time, I'm still working my Mary Kay business. I'm a sales director and I'm still, I'm still doing that. So okay. I did that for many years up to just a couple of years ago. And so pretty much that takes it from, you know, uh, to the to the finish and to the transition of where I started to move forward. Um, do you want me to tell about that? Yes. All right. So <laughs> let's see. I think it was 2018. It was December. And you know, sometimes whenever we're uh, off for Christmas time, you know, that's super busy before that, and then we have a little extra time there in between. I was listening to a guy uh, named Brendan Bouchard all the time on the internet. He's an, a motivator and an encourager. And I had been listening to him for a while. And he, um, on that, the week after Christmas that year, he said, he was talking on uh, different things. And he said, you know, if you have something you really want to share, you can start a blog. And so I had wanted to share the communication styles for so very long. A lot of times I like to have all my information before I make a decision. And sometimes I'll make a, in the spare of the spare of the moment uh, decision. And that's what I did that day. So I heard it. He said, you know, you can start a blog. So I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a blog. And so <laughs> that was my very first step. And it was the week after Christmas, 2018. So I started a blog and so I could share disc on it. Well, that was a journey in itself, but I had no idea. And that was the beginning of my journey. Okay. I had no idea where it was going to take me. So I started the blog and then I had um, been asked to speak at um, Business Women Fayette Coweta. And, you know, that was scheduled in November. And so I, as I looked back, because hindsight is so much, isn't it? Mm -hmm. As I looked back, I realized that that was a place where God was actually moving me forward. And I didn't even know what I was getting ready to start. Mm -hmm. So I started the blog. I was already scheduled to speak in January at the Business Women Fayette Coweta. And I was going to share on DISC. They needed a speaker. And I said, gosh, you know what? I just love the DISC personality styles. 
I would like to speak on that. I remember I didn't like to be in front of people. So this right. is my first time in front of my peers in that way. Right. And I was at that meeting. So the the disc, the information, the the energy and the passion you had for the information outweighed your your own barriers of being in front of people. Fear. <laughs> okay, we'll fear. call it fear. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I did find that night that I was not as nervous as I had been many, many times before and things. And so I shared that. And, you know, just the look of people's faces, you could tell when people are engaged or they're smiling or they're laughing, they're engaged and they related to the information. And so that was kind of a beginning that I didn't know was coming. Then the next thing that happened, and that was January, the next thing that happened in March I was on Facebook and there's all these ads and stuff. I never look at those actually, but there was something that came across from John Maxwell. Well, I had tapped into, you know, John Maxwell's resources for years and read some of his books and used Mm -hmm. his recordings, his tapes. That dates me, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure uh, CDs also, but as I saw that, I thought, you know, I remember I'm still in the mode of my Mary Kay sales directorship, right? And so I thought, you know, I really need to grow my skills and learn to be a better coach for my people. And so there was something on coaching. And so I clicked on it. I looked at it a minute and I thought, oh, I'm going to send them my email so that I can, maybe it'll be a class on coaching. Right. And you want to be a better coach because if you help the people underneath you, selling Mary Kay, it just keeps propelling you. Absolutely. And you know, the worst thing can happen in anything that you do is when you pour your soul into things and nothing happens, right? Does anybody relate to that? Nothing happens. And so what I was learning was often we tell people what they need to know, but actually we need to let them ask questions and figure it out themselves. (laughs) And so that's what I was going for. I had uh, heard a little bit about that before. And so it is an art to learn to ask questions so that people can figure stuff out themselves. And, you know, that's for our kids, too. If we right, tell right. our children over and over and over something, but if they have to figure it out themselves, they really learn it. And uh, we're kind of the, the same way on that. So I hit that button and I sent my email. And so I was expecting an email back telling me maybe about a coaching class. Well, the next day I had gotten an email back, but I still didn't realize the next day I realized that that advertisement was for people to become a coach and speaker or trainer, whatever it was, you know, whichever area you want to go into with John Maxwell. And my immediate thing was, oh, I bet that costs a lot. I'm not doing that. Right. Right. (laughs) You are you actually, Connie, are like the fourth or fifth interview I've had or conversation I've had on Second Wind where someone's just kind of thinking about something and they're on Facebook and up pops the ad. That is exactly what they're thinking about. So bizarre. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) So yeah. So I tapped into that. And then whenever the person called me, you know, before they called me, I thought, well, I'm not doing that. And you already have your guards up, right? Totally. Yeah. Shortly before that call actually came in, I had been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I thought, you know, I think I might be interested in that. Hmm. So then I'm open before they even talk to me. So really the progression of listening to Brendan Bouchard Mm -hmm. and then I'm talking about a blog because I've listened to him a couple of years and he helped motivate you. Everything is in your head. It is how you think of yourself, how you feel. Do you believe in yourself? And so he had kind of helped in that mode and it was just this progression. So whenever they called, you know, I asked a lot of questions and then I said, you know what? I'll let you know in two weeks 
you know, there's a special <laughs> offer, of course, special right. offer. I'll let you know what's the last date on the special offer, and I'll let you know if I want to do it or not. And I have it now. Save a bunch of money. But you know, a lot of people when they say, "Well, I'll let you know," you're never going to hear from it again. But for me, I was serious, and I just waited for that moment to talk to him, and I decided that I would. And so that kind of changed everything too, as I got some training on speaking and uh, and training and in, in what I do. So over those two weeks before you decided to make the plunge. What was going through your mind? Were you thinking about it all the time? Were you trying to convince yourself? No, because once I made the decision, I was convinced. And so then I was excited. Okay. So I was excited about what I was going to learn. And then everything was online. And then I went to Florida for a week there for a convention that they had. But I was a studious. I have never been a big reader. I was not a real a studious person, although in all the stuff that Mary Kay gave us, I really did always connect with that. And typically, you know, we connect with things we're interested in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I connected and I don't even know how I had time to do that with all the other stuff, but all, all of a sudden that was the most important thing to me. And I started going through all their training and certifications. And that was, you know, that part of the journey as I, as I did that. And, you know, I, I titled my business, Connie's Clever Concepts. And then I called it, you know, I'm a, a speaker and trainer, a speaker and trainer. And if you think about that, you know, you speak into people and you help them understand some kind of concept. And that's kind of where yeah, the I do like from, that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. But at that time, I didn't really know which direction that I would take it. And I decided that I wanted to work with businesses and different things. That was your umbrella. Yes. Right? So you could yes. kind of go wherever you needed to go. So back in 2004, I had joined a company called TTI, and I think they go by TTISI um, on the internet, and they are all about the assessments for your people styles. And remember, I started that 2004. So at this point, then I decided to go to a convention. So this past January, uh, last year, 2019, I went to a convention for that. I'd always wanted to do it. It was in Arizona, and my husband went with me. And so I actually got to tap into those, you know, more of that. And that is actually talking about the disc communication styles. What is that you're describing? TT? They have TTI, they have different assessments and they go, uh, I should be able to tell you the year. I don't know if it's 75, they go back quite a ways. Okay. And I'd had uh, access to these assessments, but I've used them just a little bit here and there, but not that much. But I really like their assessments. They had things for careers so that uh, high school students could, they could learn more about their personality style and what they would be good at in their careers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so and there was assessments for all different things, but basically it's easy and it just tells you all about you and your personality style. Okay. So now you're in Arizona, you're learning all this stuff and this is 2019. Yeah. This is right before COVID. I'm so glad I got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now it's, so you left that, that experience, that week long convention training. Now what is Connie doing? Well, so I came back, that was January of last year, which was the other day, right? Cause we're in a new year. Yeah. Uh, I came back in January and, you know, I continued working. I was very excited. I love education. I love learning new things. It's empowering to me. And I've realized that, you know, as women, we need a purpose. And what happens is, you know, we raise our kids and that's our purpose. 
And then they get married. Sometimes they come home and sometimes they go back, you know, so right, sometimes, right. you know, college or marriage or whatever, they come back and forth between, but each time there's a big change. It's like your purpose kind of changes in what you're doing. Right. And, you know, I needed that new purpose. So in January, after I came back from TTI, you know, I continued being excited all the whole year before on all the education, all the things I was doing. And um, in January, I also started working and building my own web page and pages. And I didn't know how to do that. So in January, I went to TTI in Arizona and I learned more about the communication styles. And then I also began to build my own website uh, on kajabi.com. And what was the purpose? Why were you thinking you needed to do a website? Was it a place to house your blog or were you still blogging? Like, what does that look like? Well, I had had a website and I had done some blogs on there, but there's a lot of stuff we don't know on everything that we start. And (laughs) Something about SEO, I now understand that to be search engine optimization, maybe. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, I had that website. It really didn't go anywhere. And I wanted to do more things. And I had run across uh, this Kajabi.com, Kajabi, like six months before. And I started to study it. Mm -hmm. And it would allow me to do courses and had a place for my blog and all these different things. And it's a pre- I don't know the terminology because it's not my area, but it's like, um, you don't have to do coding. So it's pre-done and then you have to add, put your stuff in, which means it's still not easy, but I was able to do it. (laughs) You're able to figure it out, grandma. I love it. I was able to do it. Some days I had to always make sure I was working early in the morning because I said that, you know, there'd be steam coming out of my ears uh, Mm -hmm. having to learn so many new things. So basically I started my website in January. I went to TTI and then in March, you know, March of what, 2020? March of 2020, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, were we talking 2020 in January, right? Did we say 2019? Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Okay. So, so March of 2020, right after, you know, Arizona and and starting my website and that kind of thing, school, a school let out. My son's wife had left him. He had COVID hit, right? COVID COVID hit. hit. We don't, let's not forget COVID hit and things are changing anyway, but you're just doing online stuff. So it doesn't really affect you per se yet. And then this kind of big thing happened. Go back to that. Well, I was going to rotary clubs and speaking and I was speaking outside. Yes. So, and I had, um, some classes that I did uh, with like 12 people, that kind of thing. So yeah, so that hit me also. So March when COVID hit, my son's wife had left and they had had some challenges like for about a year. And about that time was the time that she actually left. And two weeks after COVID hit, um, no, two weeks after I started helping with my granddaughters, four granddaughters from ages three to 11 at that time, I started helping those granddaughters. And two weeks after that school let out. So I'm working on all this stuff. I have my days full. I am busy all the time and school lets out. Of course, we all know that we quit going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm watching children, but you know, as in anything, attitude makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And I will say, that this past year, a big difference for me, because usually a big change that I did not choose, I like change that I choose, a change that I don't choose would like throw me for a loop. I could get very angry and kerfumfled and, and, and a little bit pissy. And you had just done all this training and now you're kind of hunkered down and now you're responsible for four grandchildren. 
Yeah. And I had plans and I was busy. You were so, busy. Um, you know what? I learned this past year, 2020. And anytime you tell somebody that 2020 was great, they're like, you hear gasp, you know, but in 2020, I learned so much and I learned to have an attitude of gratitude. And so in everything that went on, instead of whining and complaining, I looked for, you know, that bright spot within and I would figure out and voice to myself, the good part of it and what was good about it. And so, you know, sometimes it's what we put in our head. And so instead of putting in my head, how frustrated I was, I put in my head, all the good things, spending time with my granddaughters. And, you know, I started to get my systems in place so that I could manage all of it. Also, my husband was very helpful. And so we kind of played tag team. And I said, okay, well, I can do this if we do a little bit of tag team. And so he always had my back. Oh, I had something I just had to do or go out on. He, uh, he had my back. So did you have to put all your stuff kind of to the side while you were? No. Taking Normally, care of or did you kind of work it into your schedule? And Wendy, this is where we really talk about our second win, because in my past, if anything like that happened before, I would have frozen. I would have stopped. I wouldn't have kept progressing. Wow. But you this time, because I was done, right? Because I was in my second win, because I was moving forward and I had a passion and a desire, I became like I had never been before. And I decided how I could do it instead of telling you why I couldn't do it. Right. I love that. All right. So I I managed to, you know, have time with the girls and springtime became very long summer. If anybody can relate to that, if you have kids. And I was home with the kids. And so we just, we, I have an, uh, a swimming pool, above ground swimming pool. We swam. And so I would work every morning until a certain time. And then we would go and we would swim. Okay. And so that's how I kind of handled the kids. I gave them things to do mm-hmm. so that I can manage to do uh, my business and continue to move forward. Wow. Okay. That's tough. I, I think there's probably many, many women out there who have had to make adjustments with COVID, not only in their work lives, but their personal lives like you did. That's right. And let's go back to the thing of gratitude, because I think that's one of the biggest, biggest things. I, you know, I made a decision and I was just thankful. And then I would voice out loud, you know, what I was thankful for and whatever you allow to be in your head and you consistently focus on that all the time, that's what you get. Right. Whatever it is, negative or positive. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're in any kind of business or you go to any kind of classes, you learn these things, mm-hmm. and you know, these things, but until you put them to use and you do them, you're stuck. And until you can, you can claim those things, practice those things. And the th- the people that go before us, they know. Mm-hmm. And so it's who has influence in you, you know, in your life, who is a mentor for you? Who do you, or who are you willing to listen to? Because if you're not willing to listen, nobody can help you with anything. But if you're willing to listen and apply and take action, you know, your life can be changed. But so, so where are we at in this? So, (laughs) so we were talking about, you know, finding your second wind and that this new way of thinking and the gratitude really brought you to where you are now within your attitude of your second wind and how you're feeling about that now. All right. So I had joined a, uh, in 2019, I had joined a BNI group uh, and that is a business group, kind of like power core mm-hmm. where I had to get up at seven o'clock every single morning, uh, every single morning. Hello. That's not right. Uh, on Thursday mornings. I would have never done that every single morning. <laughs> 
at seven in the morning. So you have to get up early. And that's where my commitment started. And I, I went into that meeting and the people didn't know me. We had a really big group in Peachtree City. And that was also a factor as, you know, you started to act as you became who you decided you would be. Those are good words, Connie. Act. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Oh, no. Um, act so you could become uh, yeah. to be. I'm not good oh, at repeating. <laughs> I love that though. That's really important. I think that's really good for everyone to, that's a good takeaway for this uh, conversation is act. Oh gosh. Act how you decided you want to be. Yeah. Decide what you want, act on it. And you know, you gotta take action. Mm-hmm. So, during, so during this time, I just continued to take action all year long. Um, I took many, I took classes online. I think that you have to be careful not to overdo once you get excited and you want to learn. And I will tell you this, that when you begin something new, there is always way more to learn than you think. There's always one thing connected to another. So I had to learn my webpage, social media, and it was a continual process. And what made a difference for me this year was learning to shift, learning to stop and think. And often we decide on something, we start moving. You have to continually stop, reassess, and think what's been working and what's not working and where do you want to go next? So I did that sometimes every couple of weeks but always every month I looked at what was working and I shift. And that was a big factor in it that I constantly made a shift into the next thing that I needed to do. And that meant I had to let go a little bit of this and that, and I would shift to the next thing. And so gratitude and learning to look at your one thing and shifting has been a part of this year that's helped me to continue to move forward. I like that. That makes sense. That makes total sense to to keep shifting and getting rid of the old, assessing and moving towards the new. So tell me where you're at now. What are you doing? Tell us about what Connie's doing in her second wind right now. All right. So like I said, really just only a couple of months ago, did I really go back to my niche of wanting to work with couples? Mm -hmm. If I had spread out and I, you know, I was doing some classes for different uh, uh, businesses and that kind of thing, helping people build their teams for that kind of thing. But stepping into my true niche and my true heart and my passion, and that is helping couples. And so I learned how to do Facebook challenges. I bet people have heard about those. You can learn anything you want on these Facebook challenges. So I tapped into this lady who taught how to do a Facebook challenge, and it was pre-recorded because people have, well, first we had nothing during COVID and then we got busier and busier and busier mm-hmm. yeah. with so many things. So um, I tapped into this. I learned how to do a Facebook challenge. It's pre-recorded where all you do is look at it and listen to a 10 to 15 minute lesson. And you do that for five days during that week. So I learned how to do five day challenges with people on Facebook. And um, I started sharing powerful communicators for couples. And that's an hour presentation. And right now, today, actually, I am beginning communication secrets for couples. And that's tonight. And I'm doing it online. And that way, people can do it right from their home. And it's uh, 845 on a Thursday night. Honestly, I really wouldn't want to work at that time of night. But to reach couples and people with families and kids, you've got to do it after the kids go to bed. Right. It's like one hour for couples for eight weeks. And the reason I did it for eight weeks was when we go somewhere like a convention, I've been to so many seminars and conventions and classes, we became excited about what we learned. And then the next day or the next week, you know, we don't even remember what it was. 
Right. And then when you really want to learn something and learn it well and make it your own, you need to do it like six or eight weeks at least so that you learn it. You're talking about it each week. You're learning a little bit more and anything that you want to learn. I think you need to do that. That's like people that are coaches and they coach people or mastermind classes where people go online and they do a mastermind class and discussion like once a month or every other week. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gives you that chance to connect with people and to truly learn whatever the subject matter is that you're looking at. Right. It's like the Stoics and the philosophers said, in order, you just can't just read a really awesome way to be or a sentence or a, a, a thing. You have to live it. So you have to practice it. You have to, it has to become part, become part of your DNA. You have to live it to Absolutely. own it, to use it. And that's what you're doing. So tell us, Connie, um, what's next for you? Or is this it? Well, so I am in that spot of do, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff online right now. Mm-hmm. Still, I think we're still going to be doing that for a few more months, but you know, I think I'll continue doing that. Right. But then on the other hand, I also want to do stuff in person. So I love being with people in person. I love their faces, their emotions, you know, as they connect with a realizing that sometimes a a man that you've lived with for 25 years and there's been a little conflict here and a little trouble there. And, 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 you know, when people start to not have good communication, it causes a barrier. It causes something to come between them. They get frustrated and irritated, right? Yes. So that is the direction I want to go into churches or any kind of groups and speak with couples and people Anytime you could take the assessments, which I call the hardwired behavior assessment, mm-hmm. because we are all truly hardwired in who we are. From mm-hmm. the time that we're born, we have a, a specific personality. If you think about a little kid, um, I like to talk about my little grandson when he was two. He, we were, uh, we were outside playing and he fell down and he skinned his knee. Now, how do you think a little kid reacts whenever they skin their knee and there's blood running down their knee? How do they act? They get scared. They get scared. They usually cry because yeah. they're upset, right? Well, he didn't. He stood up and he was mad. He was <laughs> mad because his knee was hurt and he wasn't crying. And knowing the communication skills, it made you realize that He's a particular little style where when something happens, he might get mad or he might get angry where most people or most little kids would cry whenever they skin their knee and get hurt. He was actually mad. And that's a specific personality style. And when you know that stuff about your spouse and yourself, you can also use it with your children and help you to relate better with your kids. Right. I love all that stuff you're offering to people. How can we find you, Connie? All right. So basically you can go to my website anytime, Connie'sCleverConcepts.com. Connie'sCleverConcepts.com. Usually I have some things on there that you can get free. Um, There's also all kind of blogs. You can learn more about the communication styles. There's even some of the Maxwell uh, books and things that I put on there, like uh, Think, um, let's see. What is that? Let's see, a lot of people connect and few. All of a sudden, I'm not going to be able to figure that out. Let's see. Everybody communicates. Few people connect. That's one of the books. Um, and things on learning to think for yourself and that kind of thing. So that's on my blog. And then Connie'sCleverConcepts.com. Um, that usually tells you what I'm doing and what the next challenge or the next classes I've got going on. And as far as this couples thing, how do people find the um? communication secrets for couples. All right. You can also connect with me on Facebook. 
my Facebook page, Connie's Clever Concepts. And that also lets people know when there's going to be another challenge and there's different challenges I do. I'm going to be doing some of the love languages. And there's also five concepts of happiness. I bet y'all haven't heard that before. And whenever you hear something that you've never connected with before, you realize like, wow, I never thought of that before. Mm -hmm. No, it's the things we discover that we just never thought about. Also, I have a women's Facebook group that I just began about a month and a half ago, and it's called Courageous Women with Solutions because I am a woman who likes to share anything that I find that works for me. I want to share it with others so that they can be helped in whatever situation they have too. It's really, Connie, always, you have always been serving others. And you just continue to do that. You just find, you find the thing that's speaking to your soul, what your passion is encompassed in, and that's where you come from. You you speak to people from the place in your heart that you're at. That's right. And I think that's so important. And that's what makes you very, very good at what you're doing. And I hope everyone who's interested will look you up and be part of whatever place extension you offer whether it be on Facebook or actually at your website and sign up with you. And I just love what you're doing. And I kind of watched you through the business women's group evolve and grow and do all these things. And I'm very, very proud of you. And I love that you were able to stay home with your four grandchildren. I don't know if I could have done that, but you did it and you did it great. And you're the better for it, you know? And I just appreciate you so much for being part of the second wind today. Well, thank you because the second wind is the best. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.